Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode. This week we're finally doing a topic that we think we've been talking about for three years, Tara. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) We are talking about meal planning. So we are heading in the kitchen and we're going to be doing meal planning this week and we're going to be doing meal prepping next week. Uh, They are two different things though, aren't they, Tara? Yeah, and some people interchange the words, but there's two quite clear concepts. So meal prepping, which we'll talk about next week, refers to like physically preparing the meals ahead of time or portions of the meal ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Meal planning, which we're talking about today, refers to the act of planning out the meals in advance. So thinking about what you're going to cook, what ingredients you need, um, planning to, to go grocery shopping to get those ingredients. It's all about planning without actual any actual physical chopping or or work taking place so they can go hand in hand but they are two different concepts so Mm. yep um so you meal plan do you meal prep as well uh not not really i'm a very disciplined meal planner i guess i would (laughs) i will do i will meal plan every week i'll even meal plan when we're on vacation like if we're you know, if we're eating some meals in like an Airbnb and that kind of thing, I'm a, definitely a meal planner. Uh, meal prepper, not really. I might meal prep in the morning if I know that the evening is going to be busy, but I'm not. I know, you know, um, friends of mine will spend a Sunday afternoon chopping up veggie sticks and fruit and, you know, cooking rice and freezing and all that kind of I'm not that ad- advanced. I probably have more time <laughs> in the evenings than mm-hmm. mo- most people. So um, I don't feel mm. the need to prep. What about you? I'm pretty much exactly the same as you, actually. I re- almost religiously meal plan, not in a rigid way, but I do it. Even my simple version of it, I do it every week. I don't deviate from the routine, um, but sometimes it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a very simple method that I use, um, really basic. It's nothing detailed, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you religiously do it every week. I, I sort of don't feel like I can function properly. (laughs) If Mm. I were trying to write my grocery list, I'd be like, I don't know what to write on my list unless I know what meals I'm having. So I sort of just go, I have to do it because I don't see a choice and I can't even, and obviously I haven't always done this and it took a long time for it to become a, uh, a strong habit. But now that it has, I can't imagine how I managed without it actually. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, a lot of the planning is thinking about dinners um, because we're pretty routine in what we eat for breakfast and lunch and snacks in this house on a on a you know Monday to Friday kind of basis. Weekends might be different, especially if we're socialising, having people over. But generally, I don't plan out breakfasts and lunches and snacks because it's almost the same every week. But mm. dinners change, um, so that's kind of where I put my planning focus. But I know a lot of people will will plan lunches or breakfasts, especially if they cook different things. Um, based on the I think season people or... who yeah I think people who work sort of long hours outside the home it's even more important for them and I think if I had you know a nine to five job that I had to drive to and from every morning 
and um, wanted to not necessarily buy my lunch every day, I think I would add in the lunch Mm. for sure into my list. But because I'm in and out of the house all day um, and Mick kind of – he'll make sandwiches with whatever it is that he happens to find in the fridge and the cupboard. He's really – he will always take his lunch with him, but he just – he'll just make do with what he finds. He's not really strict about it. Um, And the kids um, eat the same things for lunch every day and breakfast every day. So um, we don't really do that. But I think if I was leaving the house every day for a full day, um, I absolutely would do lunch planning as well as evening, um, sorry, lunchtime meal planning as well as evening meal planning. And I would probably do some prep as well in order to make it easier for me to make healthy lunch choices instead of Mm, unhealthy lunch choices, which is what I do if I'm unprepared. I end up being going, going unhealthy for sure. So the way we're going to structure our episode this week, we're going to talk a little bit about what meal planning actually is, which we've kind of already covered, but we'll retouch on that. Why we should do it or could do it, um, the people that it benefits, and then any other tips we can think of as well. So to get started on, on what it is, if you are unfamiliar with the idea of meal planning, like we said, it's not so much about the cooking and more about just the action of sitting down and planning out what meals, snacks, whatever, will be eaten ahead of time. And and those choices are based on um, anything you like, really, what your preferences are, maybe what you have already in your house, in your pantry or your fridge that might need to be used up, what's on sale at the markets or in season might inform some of those choices as well. And also what amount of time you have on any given night. So that the idea of planning is, you know, something you do in advance. Um, and I know people that will plan for a week. I plan for a week. But a lot of people, um, especially if they live further from grocery stores or they buy in bulk, might plan for a fortnight or plan for a month. Um, mm-hmm. But it informs your purchasing decisions and when you go grocery shopping. And um, uh, I just love it makes me feel organized mm. yeah yeah you don't have to do the whole thinking every single day about what's for dinner mm-hmm. it's um it's already at least partially decided for you and i when i say at least partially i'll explain that what i mean <laughs> a bit later because i'm i'm a bit ad hoc with mine the way i do it but anyway so um the benefits to meal planning like why can't tara and i live without it probably the first one is that we only have to shop once in the week mostly yeah. Like we don't have to go every day to the supermarket. I can't stand going to the supermarket. I love the mm. markets, but even that, they're, depending on where we've lived at the time, there are markets uh, that I quite like shopping at that are only open a few days a week or um, the mm. farmer's market near us here is only uh, open on the Saturday morning. So if you don't get it Saturday, you're not getting it until next week. But um, mm. going to the grocery store, ugh, and especially at that like 5 p.m. kind of mm. time when everyone's like panicking about what they're going to have for dinner and running in to buy stuff, oh, if I can avoid that and just shop once a week, I'm definitely doing it. Yeah, same. Um, probably another thing we've already mentioned is another benefit uh, is just so that we, you know what you're having ahead of time. Uh, you can plan ahead. You can not have to decide seven times 
what to have for dinner you decide once and then the decision is made and then it's it's easy so it takes away that multiple decision thing and um and you can plan ahead um knowing exactly what you need and then you can just be prepared um and it also you know allows you to it allows you a bit more flexibility as well because if you've planned your meal your meals and you have all the ingredients that you need for those meals you can actually you know, swap and change if you change your mind you know on a weeknight so I we did plan that one but now I'm going to have something different instead you don't have to do another grocery shop you've already got that meal set already there for you to, to um, cook from so uh, it's really easy to make those decisions about what to cook. One of the biggest benefits I find um, compared with my pre-planning life is that it avoids food wastage. Like I'm a bit horrified mm. at the amount of food that I used to throw out and quite often it would just be because I wouldn't know what we were cooking. I wouldn't think ahead about what nights of the week we might be out. And I'd buy, I'd just walk through the markets or through the grocery store and be like, oh, broccoli looks good. I'll grab heaps of that and a big bunch of kale and this and that and the other. And then it turns out we go out for dinner one night or we work late and don't have time to cook something big or whatever and at the end of the week there'd be all these manky looking vegetables that would get chucked because I just hadn't thought or like I'd say oh now I feel like a curry and I don't want to put any of this stuff in it I'll go back to the shops Mm. and buy more (laughs) and yeah so I for me I think that is almost probably number one is the food wastage we just just Mm. doesn't happen in our house anymore which is which is really nice still happens a bit to me, but um, it's definitely a lot less. And also you can, when you've got half open jars of things, you can look and go, oh, I really need to finish that, whatever it is. So I'm going to make a meal this week to use up the rest of that. Mm. So that can help sort of run it down before it goes off. Absolutely. And to that point, I guess, you it's, it helps you save money because you can shop your pantry or your fridge first. So if you've got stuff left over from last week or half-used jars, rather than throwing them out, um, you use them and you only buy what you know you're going to use for the week ahead. So it, it re- and it adds up like all that mm. all that food we're chucking out used to be money. <laughs> And so if you, yeah. if you can work out... Um, and a lot of it these days. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing you can do as well is plan your meals around what's on sale at the moment or in season because mm. I've, I've stuck recently. I feel like I've been so out of whack with what fruits and vegetables are in season because you can get everything all the time. Mm. And yes, tomatoes are cheaper and taste better in summer, but I can get tomatoes every day of the year. So, you know, but I've started paying particular attention to, okay, um, it's this month, it's this season. Okay, like eggplants uh, or aubergines are um, quite uh, in season now. So maybe now is a time to make my eggplant parmigiana or whatever it is, because if I make that in six months' time, eggplants will be three times the cost or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I think um, you can use the seasons to inform your uh, purchase or your planning and your purchasing as well. And you will save money there as well because it's always cheaper if you're buying in season and tastier usually as well. Mm, yeah, for sure. 
my favorite thing about meal planning is how much time it saves Mm. so obviously we've talked about shopping multiple times uh, and reducing that and so obviously you save time with your shopping Um, but you just save time fluffing about as well you know you've got it planned you know what you're doing you don't have to you know start something and then realize you don't have the right ingredient and start something else and all that kind of stuff so it's just done you shop once it's all done and you know you can do things like prep in the morning because you already know what it is that you're going to be having that night all that kind of stuff just saves time all up yeah definitely I know um, a couple of friends of mine like planning and have quite a predictable routine like they might have 10 regular meals that they cycle through so this week is like um, Monday to Friday plan A and next week is Monday to Friday is plan B which is you know their 10 favorite Mm. meals and they said that sense of routine um, and knowing what's coming every week, that it's it's Taco Tuesday or it's Meat Free Monday or whatever it is, they like the routine. They like knowing what they're having um, and it makes the, the purchasing really easy. But they like the routine for their kids as well because there's not the questions mm. of what's for dinner. Um, oh. And some kids, if you've got a fussy kid, uh, I still remember – starting meal planning when the kids were little because they would every time they asked what was for dinner we would tell them and they would cry (laughs) (laughs) it's like if it wasn't with Ethan if it wasn't pizza or lasagna he was crying Mm -hmm. and it was like dude we can't have pizza and lasagna every single night it has to be we have to have other things we have to have other vegetables Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have to have vegetables full stop and um And so what we, with the meal planning, it meant that I could say to them, okay, well, you get to choose your favorite, your favorite meal is on Monday night and Zoe, your favorite meal is on Tuesday night and then dad's is on Wednesday night and mine's on Thursday night and then Friday night's takeaway. You know, we have this, you know, they have a Mm -hmm. buy-in and so that predictability can help a little bit, especially with toddlers and preschoolers. Uh, They, that predictability means that they still might cry. (laughs) They're still going to, you know, be contrary because... You know, toddlers are quite good at that, but they've got a little bit of buy and a little bit of say. And when they, when you say we're having stir fry on Monday and they cry because it's not lasagna, you can say, but hey, remember you ordered lasagna for tomorrow night, so you can look forward to that. So it just helps a little bit. They've got some control and some buy in. So um, that predictability and that involvement and engagement in it does help a lot with fussy eaters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another thing which I think is huge is the fact that when you're planning in advance, you can customise the meals you're making to suit your schedule. And mm-hmm. I like this because I I can get quite ambitious with my meal planning. <laughs> and now I have learnt to not just say, think, okay, well, Wednesday I'm going to make this, you know, whatever dish that takes four hours to um, cook. Now I will check the calendar before I start writing the plan and go, okay, you know, Wednesday night, we've got to take one of the kids to soccer training. We won't get home till late. So I need something that's like really easy that I can either do in the afternoon, um, like have soup in the slow cooker or whatever that everyone can help themselves Mm. or we'll be home late. Let's just have eggs on toast and I won't do anything big that night because, you know, we won't have time. So I think the fact that when you plan, you can look at all the other things that you know you have on during the week and then work out meals for those nights that fit accordingly. Um, do the more involved, more complex meals on the nights when you're home and there's not much on, and then the other nights make sure you've got something nice and easy or grab and go or whatever to, to suit suit your schedule. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, and you can also this, and this is leading a little bit into the meal prep. It's kind of a crossover in, with the meal prep, but you know, if you can sort of think, okay, well, I've got time um, on Monday night to make lasagna because that takes you know a bit of prep, um, and then Wednesday night we've got no time at all, so I'm going to make a double batch of the bolognese and then Wednesday night we're having spaghetti bolognese and Monday night we're having lasagna, Mm -hmm. which would be probably a meat sauce overdose for most people, but Ethan would be well and truly on board with (laughs) that. (laughs) Um, But you can like reuse some of your prep foods for another night that um, you don't have as much time. So on the night you do, you might chop the vegetables for two nights uh, or the next night when you don't have as much time. So you can start to plan a little bit ahead that way as well. When you you do have time, you use it. And when you don't, um, you're able to then economise. Another benefit to meal planning is that you don't have an overfull pantry or fridge or freezer Mm. because you are not buying stuff for, oh, this might be nice to make. You're buying stuff for, I'm going to make this Tuesday and it's not gone by Tuesday. It goes in your pantry and then it goes out again. And so you don't end up stacking, stocking up on things like pasta. You know, I don't know how many pantries I've done where there's seven half open packets of pasta in the back of the cupboard because they've been forgotten about um, and haven't been used up in time so it's one of those things that we, we tend to buy some of these staples for just in case but we forget what we've already got in the pantry so it builds up so rather than buying for just in case you're buying for just for when for when I make this on Thursday and when I make this on Saturday so it does keep your pantry stock down really low which makes your pantry so much easier to uh, maintain and to use. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. All right, well, let's talk about who might benefit from meal planning because if it's something that you don't do yet, it might be worth thinking of of whether it would fit for you or, you know, make your life easier or simpler in some way. So what do you think, Beck? Mm. Who gets a benefit out of meal planning other than us? (laughs) I was just going to say everyone, mm. but that's probably exaggerating because there's probably some people that would be like, yeah, whatever, doesn't bother me. But I think definitely anyone who identifies as being time poor or busy, mm. uh, I think that the the saving of what's your spoons, your mental spoons, you know, you just save that that time and you save that mental energy so it's just one less thing that you sort of have to worry about on a daily basis so anyone who is really busy is going to benefit for sure yeah and I think it seems counterintuitive at the start because if you're busy quite often you think I don't have half an hour to sit down and meal plan you know I'm too busy Mm. but it's it's that whole thing of you spend half an hour now and you'll save two hours later um, mm. And you really have well, to look mine at mine only takes five minutes. <laughs> yeah, mine takes half an hour, but that's because I look through recipe books when I do yeah, my yeah. meal planning. So. Yeah, whereas <laughs> I look at my list of 20 favourite meals that everybody will eat and people will complain the least about and I pick out six of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, that little bit of time invested ultimately saves heaps of time. Yeah, definitely. I think someone else who it benefits is people that are sick of making decisions and want to prevent that decision fatigue or that hate the late afternoon, 5 p.m. stress uh, associated with deciding what's for dinner. I think there's nothing worse. And for me, these times really only happen now when we travel and we get like we get home from the airport and everyone's hungry and it's like, what are we eating? What's for dinner? And I'm like... 
oh, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> thought about it. I don't know what's here. And I, the thought of having that feeling every night, like you've just mm. worked or you've been busy all day, everyone's come home, everyone's, you know, got the hangries because it's 6.30 and there's no food on the table, then having to engage your head to go, okay, what's for dinner? What have we got? Mm. What am I turning this into? That would just stress me out. So I like that that's not, it's not a common occurrence yeah. when you plan. Uh, we have to make so many decisions all the time. Mm. So let's, if, if, any time we can reduce that. Yeah, Iris, I think what we should. So, yep, I'm with you on that one. Um, also people, <laughs> I love that Tara's written the next note of people that like variety. <laughs> but I actually think it's for people that also like predictability. Yeah, true. As well. So you can have the benefit of predictability in meal planning as well as the benefit of variety. Yeah, so for me, I I don't like eating the same thing very often and I quite like the challenge of having to cook different things. So um, I like to keep our weekly menu interesting by planning different things or unique meals um, in advance. But, you know, when I get that spontaneous, oh, I'm going to make something different tonight and find a recipe and then get really frustrated because I don't have three of the ingredients, especially if it's something I mm. haven't made before. Um, and there's, you know, might be things that wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily find in your pantry. So for me, I like that planning enables me to pick a whole range of dishes and then have a read for what the ingredients will be and then write my list based on that if I don't have them in the pantry. So for me, then that kind of gives me the the space and the freedom to make different things because I've I've planned it in advance. Mm. And then conversely, those of us that I mean, I don't mind variety and I actually would cook a variety of things if there was no one else in my house. Yeah. But and Mick will eat anything, but the kids are fussy and they've also we've also got different dietary requirements. So Zoe is vegan and she also has sensory issues, so she's very, very particular about um, the the foods that she will eat. And Ethan has particular – well, he's just very – he's just got like four things he really likes, about seven things he tolerates and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like – he's not into different things. And my kids have tried. I've tried and tried and tried, but they're just not into different things. And um, and I think also as well, you know, Zoe being on the spectrum, you know, she doesn't really like variety. She likes things to be really predictable mm. for her. So, um, so those kinds of things, you know, make it in my household – it's nice because they always know that what they're going to sit down and eat isn't going to be a surprise. It's going to be something that they're used to and that they like and that they're comfortable with. So um, in that sense, the family that likes predictability can benefit from it too. Yeah, I think the last person I can think of that would um, definitely get a benefit out of planning would be people that have got goals. So those goals could be around you know, reducing your food waste or they could be diet or health goals. Um, and planning can really help you achieve those, especially if you've got um, if you've got some health goals and you've got to hit certain macros, like you know, however many grams of protein per day, or um, you want to increase the amount of fruit and veg um, in your meals, or whatever it is. If you're planning mm. in advance, it's much easier to start hitting some of those goals because um, you can sit down and think about what you can include in each meal and how much and, and all of that and then go and buy accordingly and, and cook accordingly uh, rather than having yep. to 
think on the spot about where you're up to and how much you need and how you can get those nutrients in that day. Yeah. So Tara and I have two different ways that we do our meal planning, two different methods, two different personalities around meal planning and cooking and all that. So we thought we would just quickly share what we do for our methods. Mine is as basic as I can possibly make it and still have it work because if I have complex things that I have to do, I just don't do them and they're all too hard and I give up and end up going back to the old way. So my way of meal planning is that I have a list of 20 to 30 meal ideas, which are all predictable meals that my family, I know my family will eat and that we all like. And I have that list in my bullet journal and I can just pull that out whenever I want. And then on Saturday or Sunday, it it switches depending on my social life. Um, I sit down and I write down on the back of a piece of paper, I write down six meals because we do takeout or feed yourself one night a week. And I write those six meals down just on the back of my shopping list, turn that over, and then I write the ingredients on the shopping list, and then I poke around the house and see what else we need and add that to the shopping list. Then I go buy the groceries, and when I get home, I put the back of the list that shows the meals, I stick that on the side of the fridge on a bull clip with a magnet on it so that I can see that list of six meals. And then on a day-to-day basis, usually the day before, um, I'll decide which of those meals I'm going to be cooking the next night and then I do so. So that's the basic thing. I don't assign them to days um, or I don't sort of have ingredient, long ingredients lists or anything like that because it's all familiar to me because they're all familiar meals that I know off by heart and I know all the ingredients too. So um, that's the way I do mine. Oh, and on the shopping list, I obviously add in the regular old because again, my family are big in big on eating the same things all the time um everybody's favorite breakfasts and lunch foods um grab all of those as well the way i do it it's like a little bit of a ritual i usually make a pot of tea and sit down and i will grab a couple of uh, recipe books or if there's someone that i've been following online that i like the look of what they're doing i might pull someone up on the laptop or my phone or whatever um and i plan my meals for a specific day so usually the first thing that informs that decision is I look at the calendar look at what uh, kids training we have on do do we have to go to a dance concert do we have do I have a late hair appointment like what you know and kind of plot or check the schedule first I guess and work out what meals need to be easy and hard Um, then I will usually check the pantry and see or the fridge and see if there's anything in particular that I have a lot of like um, I bought a you know ginormous bag of wild rice which is delicious but I'm like okay I haven't we haven't cooked with that for a couple of weeks so let's try and use some of that up or I seem to have you know 10 packets of linguine here let's I might try and use one of them this week so I will check the pantry and my fridge to see if there's anything that um, might want to inform which way I might lean with some of those meals and then it it depends if I if I'm just going to the grocery store to pick up my fruit and veg and all the other basics like milk and eggs and stuff like that. I will shop the pantry and then write, check the recipe book. So, okay, we've got lots of linguine. Let's have a look in my Italian recipe book for a linguine recipe and, and see, okay, like it's a, you know, whatever tomato and zucchini linguine. That's great. I'll plot that in for Tuesday night. What else don't I have on that recipe list? 
that I need to add to my grocery list um, to go and shop. But it gets a little more complex in spring, summer, usually when farmer's markets are on, because what I will do first is I will go to the farmer's market and buy some stuff that looks good and is in season. And I don't buy too much uh, more than I think we would use in a week. And I will bring that home. But say peppers are out at the moment and you can get huge bags and they're really cheap. I might buy a big bag of peppers, come home, then shop the pantry. And then I'm trying to put meals together using the seasonal ingredients that I've bought. So I'll be looking for pepper heavy recipes this week because I bought heaps of peppers. So I might um, do a little bit of shopping of fruit for fruit and veg first. And then that might, that with the schedule and my pantry will inform what kind of recipes I lean on. And I'm quite um, brazen with completely, like I'll take inspiration from a recipe and be like, oh, look, it's a, a mushroom risotto. Um, I don't have mushrooms, but I bought all those peppers. So I'm going to make a pepper risotto. Um, use the take the inspiration of that risotto looks great, but I'm going to just tweak that a bit to use what I've got here. Or I've got heaps of fresh herbs, so I'll throw them in instead of um, baby spinach or whatever might be in the in the recipe. So it's not I'm not super strict, but I guess it it just goes with how familiar you are with recipes and and what you know you need. So it's kind of for me is probably half an hour a week, but that's because I flit around and check the calendar and check the pantry and look in recipe books and then go down a rabbit mm. hole and <laughs> pull myself <laughs> back out. Um, and, yeah, and then so my shopping list comes off of that. But our list is set for the week, so I do plan what I'm cooking Monday night, what I'm cooking Tuesday night. Mm. Um, the other thing that I do, and this is more of a tip, I guess, is – one meal of the week, which is usually Sunday night, is what I call my dregs dinner. <laughs> and that uses up all the random scraps of whatever else is left over. So quite often it might be, in winter, it is very often a soup of some sort. And I will just find the random scrap, like bits, you know, two pieces of celery and one overly bendy carrot and, you know, an <laughs> onion that looks like it's just about to start sprouting. All those random things and make a soup. It might, it might be a fried rice, it might, you know, it depends, but I will find a some kind of meal that the ingredients don't have to be specifically this or specifically that, something that can all kind of get thrown in together. And I will always do that dregs dinner the night before I go shopping to kind of clear out any other fresh veggies we've got in the fridge. So it's like a bit of a mini reset before I go shopping again. So, mm. Yeah. All right, so those are our two methods. There's the quick and the dirty, and then there's the proper way. <laughs> it's not pro- and, and the thing is, for a lot of people... Well, it's more proper than mine, but yeah. Yeah, it it does seem a bit convoluted, but there is, there's, it seems routine enough when you do it enough times. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. And and also, like, if you if you do enjoy cooking, then it's actually a great pleasure to do that planning. Mm. Like it's exciting and it's fun. So uh, for me, it's just like, I have to think of six meals. Uh, and I just check my list or I shout out to the family like, you know, what haven't we had for a while? And someone will shout something out. Um, you can imagine what Ethan shouts out. Pizza. <laughs> lasagna. I do. Yeah, pizza, lasagna, bolognese. His three favourite meals. He's, he, he, you'd think he was Italian or something. <laughs> 
Um, so yes, it's his, it's his thing. So yeah, that it's a lot more. It's a lot quicker for me to do my meal planning because it's so. What's the word? It's so routine. It's the same things mm-hmm. all the time, um, and so that works okay for us. But yeah, I did forget. I did forget out of mine. I did forget that I do have a poke through and I see like what we have because there are some times as well that you know you plan a meal so I might plan six meals but I only end up cooking five of them because something pops up Mm. or I'm sick and you know on Friday or Saturday night I just say to everyone you go and make your own toasties I don't feel like cooking and so whatever meal I had planned for that night doesn't get cooked so I have all of those ingredients the following week so I need to check that as well. So I do a quick check and see, well, what have I got that I that I didn't make last week that I was meant to? And that usually rolls over probably the same recipe or something similar rolls over to the following week. Um, so that's sort of one less thing I have to buy um, at the supermarket. So that's really helpful. And, and just checking, yes, checking stashes and stocks and going like, is the freezer getting a little bit full? Do I need to start making some things to run our freezer stash down a little bit because it's starting to get hard to open and close the drawers in it, the freezer? Those kinds of things are also helpful doing first, which I, I must admit I forget to do sometimes. And then when I get home with, all my groceries and I think oh man like I think there's three meals I could have not bought this week because I already had the stuff for it but you know no no one's perfect and no system's perfect but it definitely when I remember to there is a benefit to that so the only other tip I can think of that we haven't kind of already mentioned or talk about is um, that you could have theme nights and I know these are quite popular especially with families um so that you don't have to start from scratch every week of trying to come up with meals. So I know, um, you know, a lot of people do meat-free Mondays, um, but, you know, whatever it works out to be in your house, maybe Monday is pasta night uh, and Thursday is chicken night or Tuesday is tacos or whatever it is. And um, you can, you know, either cook the same thing on that night or you could say you know monday's pasta night i'm going to try different pasta every monday night um and you might find some amazing family favorites and you might find some that don't go down as well but um having a theme can take it almost to you know the next place of being easier because you know you're kind of working within some limitations then it's got to be a pasta dish or it's uh, thursday's got to be a chicken dish or whatever it is um Mm. so that can be that can be quite good too and yeah, you got fam. I like that idea for just reducing decision making again. So you just instead of making all of those decisions, one of those decisions. I mean, you it's a half a decision. You still have to decide what pasta to make, but um, it does reduce the amount of thinking you have to do anyway if you've got that routine. Yeah. So we did in winter. We have Sunday soup night, and it is the kids know that it is soup. <laughs> every Sunday Mm. and I'll quite often make a couple of fresh baguettes or something in the morning and that's that's how I get them through it because they know they're getting good bread with a big (laughs) slathering of butter. You'll be proud of me Tara I did that the other week I made soup and bread and I made the baguettes myself from scratch. Yeah, I did bread making. That is very good. They were okay. They were a bit dense. I'd like them lighter and fluffier, but that's you know, <laughs> that's the side. Yeah. It was still they were still really they were still lovely. Um, yeah, there's something so good about homemade bread. I don't know. Just t- you taste the love, I reckon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so soup nights and for us on a Sunday that always worked perfectly because quite often we were out 
or had something on or just wanted a day of relaxing. So I would quite often put it, you know, in the slow cooker in the morning. And it was just, it was like clockwork, seven o'clock on a Sunday night, we sat down with soup. Um, Mm. And in summer, quite often it's salads because, again, I'm using up all the dregs. (laughs) So it's like... some random salad with who knows what ingredients in it and you know a few stray cranberries and walnuts and whatever pumpkin seeds and whatever other things I can find in the fridge to all the pantry to chuck in and make it a bit more wholesome Um, but having that theme night just just it just takes one more decision out of the way like it's you have to decide what type of salad or what type of soup but you're not starting Mm. from scratch every time yep and I love feed yourself nights. <laughs> like when, it, when they get older, like when they're teenagers, you can just say, no, no one's cooking tonight, feed yourself. And they go off and feed themselves, <laughs> find whatever, bacon and eggs or, mm. you know, two-minute noodles or whatever they feel like making. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what it is. If I'm not cooking, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my, my thing would be I would still want to cook for me. So then my kids would be like, ooh, what are you making for you? <laughs> yeah. Can you just put an extra portion on that? Like, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what Ethan did on Friday night. I was like, he got home from work, came in from his bedroom at about like 8 o'clock or something, and he said, is anyone cooking <laughs> tonight? And I was like, no, nah, I don't feel like it tonight. Um, I'm just going to have a toasty. And he went, oh, could you make me a toasty? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Shouldn't have said yeah, yeah. it, but yeah, so he and I had toasties um, that night and I, the sucker me, I should have just said to him, actually, you can make me a toastie, but I wasn't, I wasn't quick enough. Hmm. My feed yourself nights is I've already made this. You can put it together. Like last night, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've made chili. Um, so everyone, like there's um, corn chips, there's, I've made some guacamole, it's in the fridge, um, there's some sour cream. Like when you're hungry, you go and heat up the chili and put your yep. bowl together. Um, but I've prepped all the stuff before it. So <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know if that counts. <laughs> uh, they'll probably eat better for that. Yeah. Like, but instead of, well, Ethan would just live on bacon. So. <laughs> hey, wouldn't we all if we could? Well, yeah, fair, fair point. So I'm sure there will be lots to discuss about meal planning because I reckon there's quite a few different methods out there that people use or have tried. Uh, We'd love to hear about it, um, your successes and your failures and your opinions on meal planning and whether it saves you time and helps you with making decisions during the week, possibly even what your themes are that you have um, in your house. So please come and join us in our Facebook community and then we'll be back with you again next week to discuss meal prepping. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com. Mm-hmm.